Switch to Sprint and get our best unlimited deal ever. Four lines of unlimited for just $100 a month. Plus, we're including four amazing iPhone 11s on us when you trade in iPhone 6s or newer in any condition. Visit Sprint.com, call 800-SPRINT-1, or come see us in our stores. Phone after $29.17 per month credit for 18 months credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Requires new account. Unlimited basic after $731.21. Pay $35 per month per line with auto pay. Date 80 prioritization during congestion. Coverage and offer not available. Ever excludes taxes, fees, and roaming speed. Maximums use rules. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Lunacy Podcast, Episode 7. Here's John, Dave Sterling, Dave Stevens, and Tony vacationing with his family at the Wisconsin Dells. This episode we are in Dave's basement. And the beers. Dave, what are you having today? So I'm using the good old Surly Extra Citro. I'm having a Bent Paddle Cold cold Pressed Black from Bent Paddle. I said that in Duluth, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Tony, what do you got going on in the Dells? I'm here at the Kalahari Resort, and I am drinking some Glare Spotted Cow. Oh, Wisconsin's finest, huh? Yes, well, that's it is. what they got here, man. And I'm actually doing a Hefeweizen today, of course, huh, Tony? Wow, a Hefeweizen, huh? Yeah. And it's a hacker show. And it's so a it's hacker show. It comes from Munich. Great city, great country. Go. Life goes on. So, I have not seen any of the last two FC games, so Stevens and... Sterling and Tony will get us going on that. Yeah, so, sorry. Uh, Tony, you want to clue us in on your insights from afar? Well, what, what, what game are we talking about first, guys? Well, I think we got a talk. We got a lot to talk about, really. I think we KC. have, going back a week ago today, we had the game at Children's Mercy Park in Kansas City. Disappointing loss there. Well, and also, we had the midweek uh, U.S. Open match with FCC Cincinnati and the... Um, yeah. We don't have any upcoming games to talk about, but after that we'll get into the you know World Cup and any other issues we want to talk about. But I suppose we should probably start with Kansas City. The 4-1 to loss, the, the loons have still, are still winless at Children's Mercy Park, so I think that'd probably be a good place to start. And we, we definitely have some... Well, there was a lot of feedback on that match that we can talk to. Can, we just, can I say something before we even start getting into it? Now, Sterling, remember... He was texting. I think they got a text from him saying he was confident about that match. Yes, I do remember that myself clearly. And, and then we lost. And then we lost. And then he said when we were playing Cincinnati, he said, "I am not feeling too good about this one." And we won. So, Sterling, you got to say you, you don't like any of these next matches coming up in the second half. Right, right. I, well, I don't feel good about any of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, so we're gonna win them all, guys. Yeah. Before we. Well, you know, we'll we'll probably talk about the games coming up a little bit. But yeah, I don't feel good about any of them. KC was the last game, and were there any positives that we saw out of this game? No. Honestly? I thought, I thought nothing at all. The, what pissed me off the most, though, was uh, Max Miano getting pretty much, what was it, was it two yellow cards in a row? I mean, he had gotten into the game, and he was out in, how, how many minutes was he out in? Out of the on the pitch for what, 15 minutes and he was out? It was something like was that, that if I can see the remember the highlights, yes. I yeah. guess if we're going to talk positives out of that match before we get to the the, the result, which was not positive, it, I think it, it took 
I think it took over nine minutes for the United to concede their first goal. So that's something. Nine minutes, wow. Looking at the wow. positive, huh, there, Stevens? Yeah. That, that's a, that's no. a reach for a positive. In a, yeah, joking aside, actually, I guess if you, in all seriousness, the, the one positive I would point to would be the, the Mears goal shortly after we conceded the first goal. That was that was yeah, that a blast was from range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really good goal. I mean, they, let the, they let the goal in and they came back and scored one right away, which was great. And after that, I thought for sure that we were actually going to hold them a little bit. But then it just all fell apart. Yeah. Somebody in the press mentioned that the Mears goal was a positive because it shows that we have a player who can take a shot from distance. And yeah. even though they're they're pretty unlikely goals to actually go in, it's still one of those things that can draw defenses out if you are known to take that chance. Um, and so, you know, if they can build on that and uh, and continue working on taking some lower percentage shots that at least get close to going in, I think that might help spread out the defense a bit. I mean, obviously, SKC's got fantastic defense. And, you know, being yeah. able to break them down is is a pretty big challenge. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you have a team like that, anything you can do to to stretch them out and kind of get them out of their out of their zone uh, would be good. And that was a positive with Mears. Taking that chance was good. Obviously, it was a very low percentage shot, and it worked. But it was a screamer. Mm-hmm. Made a highlight reel. I don't think it won goal of the week. Gave us something to watch. Yeah, gave us something to watch. I honestly, in my notes for the game, I had nothing positive. After that Mears goal, everything else after that was totally negative. I mean, it was it was a terrible game after that. Yeah. Well, and that's and where I, I cringed. I cringed watching it. And that's where I say when I brought up that one text for, or that tweet from Colin Williams after that two nothing win against Montreal. Oh, Adrian Heath has his men ready to go. He's got his line set up. He knows where he has to get fixed and what. No, it was a that game was a game you needed to win. Doesn't prove anything, in my opinion, when you meet a better team. Right. Yeah. It was just. Uh, I think he was just trying to get us feel warm and fuzzy inside. Oh, we're gone. We're on our way. No, it was a game we should have won and we won, and it, we got our butts kicked. Yeah. Later on. Yeah, I, I think um, when you. When you look at how disorganized we were and just how just how poor so many players had in terms of or were in terms of individual performances. I mean Gomez was good god. I mean he was terrible. And you know, obviously Max came in and had two yellows within twenty minutes. You know, Ramirez never really looked sharp. Uh Ibar had a few moments where it looked like he was gonna kind of do something. But it just didn't happen. Darwin had easily his worst game. Uh, yeah, he didn't look at all. Yeah, I mean, it was just an all-around really flat performance, and we need to work on that for away games because we've got we've got Colorado coming up, who is easily the worst team in the league. I mean, they're just yeah. terrible right now. But it's at Colorado. I mean, right away we pretty much have to give them a goal because it's away. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, then we're playing Dallas away, and they're one of the best in the league. As much as we like to shit on Calvo all the time, we really really missed him in that Kansas City game. You know? I agree. I mean, I think 
if we had Calvo in the, in that game, I don't think we'd lose four to one. We'd probably lose two to one, maybe three to one. But we don't concede three goals after being tied one to one. We just don't. Yeah, he's made some mistakes, but at least I, I think he came in the back. I mean, he could he calm us down a little bit. You know, I, I just and I can't believe I'm saying that we missed him, but we did. Well, you know, and I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Statistically, Calvo's actually been pretty solid all season. Um, and if not better than solid, I mean, he's been, he's been fine. It's just his role. Naturally, you make mistakes in your in that center back role, and they tend to cost you. And that's what's happened with. Him. And so I think they're glaring mistakes. Yeah, and I think so. Totally, it's one of those things where we missed his leadership. We missed those statistical things which he does well. And I mean, no, there's a good chance he would have made a mistake. But at the same time, the other parts of his game, we missed. Yeah, you're right. Yep, we missed him. So I'm guessing there's no man of the match for this game. You have to pick somebody, don't you? Or do you not pick any of them? I mean, it, God, me, I would just give Mears, it to Mears because I mean, of his goal, honestly. I mean, he yeah, didn't do anything else yeah. good the rest of the game either. So, I mean, you can't even no. really say that. I, well, you know, I'll, I'll do this. I thought that um, Brent Kalman played a very good game. Uh, he wasn't personally at fault for any of the goals. Uh, he had a lot of good clearances. Um, he had a few good stops right back down there. So I'll give it to him. Okay. All right. I think that's a good pick, and if you're going by the Audi Index for that game, I just checked. He was up near the top as far as United players. Him and Boxel were kind of – nobody had a great game, but both those players right. were up there. Mm-hmm. And I, I like Boxel. Yeah. So, you know, Tony doesn't. But, uh... uh Boxel? Well, yeah, you always you know, have, you're always ready with Boxel. He's always... He's gotten better, well, guys. He's not doing the whole Wally Zerbiak thing anymore. He's actually getting the ball and passing it, like, pretty much right away. You know, he's not, like, running into somebody with the ball. You know? <laughs> he's, he's been distributing it well. I like him so because not, I think he... He kind of reminds me of somebody that should have maybe played rugby. I mean, one, yeah. it's kind of stereotypical because he's from New Zealand, but it, he's still kind of that, he's kind of a brute, but he's not obnoxiously brute. So he knows when no. to kind of pound a guy and get mm-hmm. kind of in your face and muscle you around, and that's what I like about him because he's pretty clean about mm-hmm. it. He's he's like, well, I saw Adrian Heath refer, uh, refer to him as like a, a Sergio Ramos. And I took offense to that because yeah. Ramos is a piece of shit. But he's he's like Ramos, but he's not as dirty. Yeah. So I I, I, I like Boxel. He's I think he's pretty he's a pretty solid guy. He hasn't been, he hasn't been pissing me off the last couple of weeks as he had in the previous couple of weeks. I mean, like I said, there's a couple of weeks there where he was trying to make plays with the ball and he just can't because he's kind of a brute type of guy. His best deal is when he's in the open and can make a pass to somebody else, or get the ball and make a pass to somebody else. Uh, trying to dribble around guys is not his strong suit, and he was doing that a couple games earlier in the season. Now he's not, he's actually distributing it, which I'm totally fine with. So I'm not really on his case in the face of it. Right. Well, so I decided to take screenshots of tweets of mm-hmm. that performance. And so oh, I've got a few, because, you know, why not? Yeah. First, I've got one that uh, they were enjoying Graham Zussi's Greek god look. I, I agree with that. He looked like, <laughs> kind of like a Greek god. One of the uh, one of the more negative ones, 
MNUFC with just shambolic defense. Awful. I agree. <laughs> yep. Um, another person yelling just clear the damn ball. Yeah, that's solid, solid mm-hmm. advice for our team. Um, mm-hmm. The best one from, I think one of the best ones from East Coast Dark Clouds. Because, yes, we have dark clouds wow. in, on, the East, on Coast. the East Coast. Wow. They're from D.C., actually. Everyone just get a card and let's go home. This is awful. <laughs> and that was right after Max got his second yellow. But that's what uh, it felt like after he got his second one, you know? Like, just give everybody a card and let's get out of here. Yeah. It's ridiculous. They also said, uh, just a bunch of hashtags, uh, Manny out, Heath out, everyone out, start over, MNUFC. But see, that's where it goes back to the two nothing game against the impact. Everybody thought, "Oh, we're on our way. We're, yeah. we're going to the goal." Yeah. And then this—I mean, how the flags change. But I understand that people have the right to give their opinion negatively because I did after the Cincinnati game, and I got ripped apart on it by some people on the Minnesota United website or on their Facebook page. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because oh, the trolls are always going to troll. I'm like, no. I just said, from what I heard, it was a very bad performance. Nothing to get all excited about. But yet, why can't I say that without saying I'm a troll? I'm right. far from it. I stated the truth that they didn't play well. The possession is what they had, and that was about it. Right. I sure. mean, and it was just like this one guy goes, this guy goes, oh, there's always a troll. I'm like, listen, buddy, I f- the flag's waving in the back of my house or in the front of the house. I'm not no troll. Oh, but then why do you have to be negative? It was the truth. And then, of course, they back it up saying, oh, this team's coming to the MLS and this and that. I'm like, it doesn't matter. You know, if I would have said the same thing about the Sporting Kansas City match, the guy would have ripped me apart, too, because he's a homer and all that. But whatever. Well, Cincinnati, Cincinnati is one. I mean, Dave, I mean, you know Cincinnati is one of the best teams in that league, right? Well, Cincinnati's very good. I mean, oh, yeah, they're definitely Cincinnati, the best. I yeah, think. That's Maybe why Sacramento's better than them. I was pretty up, impressed okay, so with yeah, I was just gonna say I was pretty impressed. Um, just on the on the highlights that I saw after the fact, the attendance that they had at that stadium, and that's not a s- small stadium by any stretch. I was really impressed, actually. So I want to add another East Coast Dark Clouds tweet, and this is going to immediately jump our uh, rating to explicit content. So <laughs> this one says, "Clear the fucking ball, you fucking fucks." So you can tell that they've got a they've got a. But that's they've got negative. a theme going here. But here's the, ball. the thing: you don't hear the local dark cloud saying that stuff. Yeah, I'm looking for something on that. I've never seen any negative from the dark clouds here about anybody. I mean, Shuttleworth. About, Shut- about Shuttleworth? Anybody? Anybody? The ones here, the dark clouds do not give any negative to anybody but on this team. But they're a fan club, though, dude. That's, yeah. that's their deal. But know? that's what their Dark Cloud group's out there, too, though, Tony. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I don't think that they say enough negative things. Um, I mean, you can say no. negative things without the explicit. Well, that's... I mean, yeah. <laughs> but it is the other side of the country, so I don't know how their lives run. Oh, wait, I'm pretty sure this guy's a Dark Cloud. He has a he put a mem of uh, Michael Scott saying, I'm dead inside. And... <laughs> His comment was great, ready to start the week. So that, that was nice. I wonder if these guys are really from Minnesota, though. Are um, they transplants out there, or are they... You know, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, Twitter's kind of made for trolling, though, in general. I oh, think definitely. You're, you're going to find so yeah. much more negative about everything from the United to... And it, and that's what I really kind of liked. That's why I did this. 
there's just some that are just completely outrageous. There was one, I mean, I had, don't get me wrong, I had some positives. Like, some people, some people pointed out, oh yeah, despite being down 4-1, I can still hear Dark Clouds and True North Elite on FSN 1 broadcast. I mean, that that's pretty cool. And I've, I've heard that they were very loud in the stadium. In KC? Yeah. What did you say about they got kicked out of their spot? Yeah. What so, was that about? So it turns out that the, for whatever reason, SKC decided to sell half the supporter section to local youth teams and didn't tell anyone. Oh. So then all of a sudden, it's supposed to be GA. Okay. And it, Dark Clouds of True North and Elite pile into the section. With their flags. And halfway through the, or and it was more than halfway through the first half, all of a sudden they're kicked out. Where did so they go? They're just sent off. Out of the stadium. No, they got Stand. to just hang around standing. So they're okay. So I mean, you know, it just doesn't seem like a KC thing to do, but yeah. So do we? Do we go to FCC? Do we? I think so. I had some things. I actually had thoughts on FCC. I thought they were the better side. They were, besides time of possession. Um, yep, besides possession. That's interesting. That's literally the next line. Oh. <laughs> um, I paid attention to some that thing. I thought Cincinnati was way more organized, uh, both offensively and defensively. And I think what's interesting is we played that we played that 4-3-3 for the first time starting the game. And it was like no one had any idea of what their role in that formation was. I mean, you had you had Martin and Warner all over the place. Max actually, it was a fantastic game for Max. His yellow card was 100% deserved, but it was a smart, it was a smart foul, okay. it was a tactical foul. I did not see. Yeah, yeah, he he grabbed the guy okay. on a yeah. breakaway. Okay, it was a smart move. Yeah, he had to do it. Yeah, and it, you know it was like Miguel and Denlotti was on the other side. Okay. Um, Miguel and Denlotti didn't seem to have any clue of what was going on, and then you had Christian Ramirez there. Yeah. My God, I don't think he did anything positive the entire game. He did get nope. kicked in the head, which went unnoticed. He and he did get literally just raped in the box. That's what you... Which should have been a PK. The announcers yep. said it should have been a PK. The referee, yep. I think, just ignored it. He didn't even acknowledge it. And who were the referees, or the oh, the commentators for these games? Is it SKCs. Is so, okay. Or, I mean, sorry, FCCs. Okay. And it, which, by the way, the commentators were terrible. Okay. If if there was anything yeah. fun about Twitter on that game, was just seeing the people comment on things the commentators were saying. Like they they referred to Christian Ramirez as Christian Martinez for almost the entire game. And they kept mispronouncing Maximiano's name. Yeah, Max Maximino, <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> to be fair, Maximino. I think I called him Maximino. Yeah, I think I. And every time they said, I was like, Maximino, come on, dude. <laughs> Yeah, well, and that's the thing. It's like the name is right on his back of his shirt. I mean, you'd hope. Well, and they have a thing right in front of him, too. They do look at... Little press guide. Yeah, I feel like they even got... They got somebody's nation of origin wrong, too. And then they said something like Minnesota United's never played USL team or something in the Open Cup. or Something like that. It was some lower division team in the Open Cup or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had a lot of just weird gaffes that they should probably work on if they're going to be the... Commentators going I don't forward. Think gonna, I don't think they're going to MLS with them. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. You know, I think Ibarra had a relatively okay game aside from just seeming kind of lost. Mm-hmm. And I think that has a lot to do with the overall formation. I mean, 
It's like I said, they played the four three three from what I remember twice before, and that was due to substitutions late in the game. So yep. to actually start a match with a four three three, it kind of changes everything up. Uh, it's a very different uh, set of roles for all the players, and it, I think it reinforced the need for Quintero. I think it. Yes, definitely. I think it reinforced the need for evaluation of both Ramirez and Dan Lottie. Um, Dan Lottie okay. just looked, I mean, may, he might just need minutes, but he just looked flat. I mean, he, he didn't yeah. take guys on very well. I mean, he had a couple, he had two shots that were okay. He just didn't seem like he was with it. No. Manly looked like a rookie again. I mean, that guy, yeah. it was one, one play, we were down in the final third and a defender's coming running at him. He's got the ball. And if he would have just stopped, the defender would have pretty much ran right past him. And instead, he literally dribbled right into the guy and lost possession. Yeah. It was a game that we won that, quite honestly, I'm kind of surprised that we won. Obviously, we went to PKs. Um, well, you know why we won, though. You know why we won, though, right, Dave? I mean, it was all body shuttle work. I mean, that it was. he's the guy who saved it. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he... I mean, he was... He did it for us. Yeah. And he owns FCC Cincinnati now, too. Yes. Well, I wonder if that's changed. I think it, it probably has. It has. As soon as I saw your text, I had to jump on oh, Wikipedia yeah. right then. That and, was and funny. It already changed it. That's good. And, of course, we're referring to the fact that, that on Wikipedia, somebody changed FCC's ownership to Bobby Shuttleworth. And they should. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really it was a really good game on his part. He was obviously man of the match. I mean, mm-hmm. hands down. But we'll see what happens the next match. So for a rel- relatively well, flat game, that uh, shootout did provide some nice highlights anyways. It did. So. Yeah, it did. Interesting note on that, uh, on that game. So Jeff Reuter of The Athletic pointed out that the U.S. Open Cup was actually a misdraw. I don't know what that means. He didn't go into the details, but I'm having a feeling that that meant everything was screwed up with our draw. Like, maybe we probably yeah. were supposed to be playing Columbus or Chicago. And so, okay. not only did the university not allow us to have a game, but it turns out that everything about that was just all screwed up. Speaking of the draw, okay, I mean, I'll just gloss over it for now. Maybe we can come back to it. The next game is at the 18th against away at Houston in the U.S. Open Cup. But how how did the United not have a home game? I, I understand why they didn't they couldn't play Cincinnati at home but what happened how come we're not getting the next round at home I thought you mentioned our last podcast that the the star trib mentioned that we were going to get a fifth round so yeah the trib art strib article said that we had applied for a round of 16 game so I think what it would mean is maybe there's some type of seating issue so that we would have gotten it if it worked out but for whatever reason it didn't I, I could be wrong I haven't seen any explanation of that. Seating would make sense if Houston's higher in the table than we yeah. are. Yeah. They should start that so, tournament backwards for fun one day. So it's quite possible we won't have Let it. the MLS teams play first. Yeah, Let's see how far they can go. Right. And let these younger teams go. I think that would be more interesting, to be honest yeah. with you. Because it's almost, why rest the Giants? I mean, I don't know. I just It's not going to happen. Well, right. But yeah. it would just be fun to see one year. Let's just switch things up. Yeah. Let's have Minneapolis SC play in round five first well you know 
It's like that because the FA Cup is like correct. that. Correct, correct. And, well, of course, that's what it was based on. I, I just thought about that the other day. I'm like, that's, it would be fun just to switch it around one day. And John, one season. I think that's one of the reasons they pay their $100 million franchise fees is to get fourth-round U.S. That's Open Cup. Yes, and more games, more injury possibilities. Yeah. And so I know. It's just it's the whole pro-reg yeah. talk. We're not going to get into it. <laughs> I've got something uh, the what I'm referring to as the Calvo effect about Calvo's comments, respect comments, and how interestingly enough, after his comments were made, Atlanta's success, so to speak, in terms of getting away with things, dropped. So I had compared the previous nine games going into back, going back to last season, end of last season, and then the nine games following his comments. So and ca- catch us up. What when were these comments made? So exactly? the comments were made March thirty first, well post that game against Atlanta where we lost one zero. Uh, Francisco Calvo made his infamous comments that they deserve respect even though we suck. He didn't say that part, but that's it should have been in those comments. And he said that the Major League Soccer is all about Atlanta and LA. And it, there's definitely some truth to that in terms of that second part of his comments, that they're all about Atlanta and L.A., because they are all about Atlanta and L.A. Uh, As far as respect goes, I'm not certain that our team deserves much respect. But so I decided to look at it to see what was going on. My biggest gripe during that game was that they were wasting time like you wouldn't believe, and they were falling over like they, I don't know, had one shorter leg than the other. And I went in, and I looked at nine previous games going back to last year, the nine games following that, and I just kind of looked at the the uh, the yellow cards and the and what happened with that. And it was interesting for yellow cards for time wasting in the previous nine games. They were they had two, and it was so it was a goal or a card rate of .22 a game. Following that, they had six for. A, a card rate of three times what they had previous. On top of that, they had zero cards for dissent. They had two cards for dissent post his comments. They had zero PKs against. They had two PKs against after that. And they had more red cards after his comments than previous. It was two to one. Uh, obviously, those are such a low number that it's hard to measure anyway. But, so those, a few stats that I thought I'd point out. It's just interesting that I think there's a chance that maybe Major League Soccer kind of looked at it and was like, maybe maybe someone's picked up on how we're treating certain teams. Because all of a sudden, it shows up. And it, statistically, it looks like they're getting in trouble more often, especially for time wasting. Mm-hmm. They're notorious for it. And all of a sudden, it's... It looks like they are. Now, the last game, nothing happened um, to look at. The game before that, nothing happened to look at. So, I mean, I didn't go back to see, you know, 10 and 11 games from last season. Yes. But it's still an interesting interesting perspective because, honestly, I think the comments by Calvo were really stupid. I, I just – I don't think we deserve respect. But at the same time, there is that question of – does Major League Soccer favor certain teams over others? Is that appropriate? Obviously not. Not in any sport. Uh, so, 
on the other hand, it might be just pro referees suck, which they just two cents on that. Yeah, and they and they yeah maybe you know maybe it wasn't his comments directly, but maybe you know the referees obviously go back and look at every game, and maybe those comments were in their mind, and right. as they reviewed that Atlanta game and, and saw the, the that frivolous time wasting and and falling, you know it it could be could have been something there. Right, I agree. So that's all we got for games, Minnesota games. Until the next one, huh? Um, weeks, we certainly got a U.S. game from yesterday, right? Yep, the yeah. France, yes. Fran- in France, France and the U.S. men's national team. The tremendous result, I'd call you, call it of a one-to-one tie, actually held a lead for a, a good part of that game into the second half. Quite the surprising result, most was people would say. France playing hard? I mean, that's yes. why, I mean, yes, was their hard not hard as they could? I mean, so, I guess, yeah, like I said, I didn't watch the match. What did they give? And that's what I was saying. I was upset about a friendly game the other day, yeah. too. And then Thurling said it's only a friendly. And then I have to remember, yes, Germany always comes out fighting in the cup. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, and so does every team going in, obviously. And don't laugh, because it's the truth. They played more World Cup games and have more World Cup goals than anybody else. So that's fact. So they do come out. Johnny, they look terrible in the last couple friendlies. <laughs> anyway, go swimming. With, uh, with regards to this swimming. game, though, I yes, think. we're going back to the U.S. Yeah, no, they had the the U- <laughs> France had 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 a good lineup on the field the entire game. Their whole team is good, obviously, and I think maybe you know the commentators made a point of saying this, and maybe there's def- I shouldn't say maybe there is some truth to this. You don't want to get hurt a week ahead of the World Cup. So there has to be some of that involved. There has to yeah. be. Um, and, it, you know, I think your comments on the strong lineup, I would uh, I would guess that that's the starting lineup for their first game. Yeah, it's the final tune-up. So, yeah, in terms of personnel, they, considering U.S. personnel was, I mean, I would bet of the 11, I didn't check, but I would think... Probably seven of them were under 20, 25. Okay. I mean, there were probably at least a few that were under 20. Yeah, I think one thing that jumped out to me, and they said it multiple times, was the fact that 10 of the 11 starters had under 10 caps. Yeah. And I think the average cap number, if you averaged everything out, was six, I think it was. Okay. And that's taking account... Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I thought they didn't look spectacular. I mean, but they definitely had some something to them that we didn't see in qualifying um, with players that have played significantly more time than they have. Was Pulisic on this squad? He was not. He was not. Okay, I didn't like. I haven't paid attention to it. Yeah, I mean, these were all youngsters playing in Bundesliga. Uh, a few of them in the EPL. Okay. Yeah, um, you know, I think the the defense looks great. I think Carter Vickers and Miazga are going to be the center backs for this team for quite a while. Um, I also like the five-man back. That that formation that um, that they used was you don't see that very often in the U.S. and I think it worked really well. I obviously they were preparing for for France. Sit back, park the bus, take some counters, and it you know people don't like that style of play. A lot of people don't. Italians generally do, um, and it, you know it's it's one of those things where they performed 
the way they should have performed against the team of Francis Calvert. And I thought it was a very good result. And I think it says says a lot about their future if whoever gets named coach actually does what he should do and use these players, kind of move on from the guys we've had in the past and and start building for the future. Because all these guys are going to be you know, easily three World Cups. Almost all of them. Which is big. Huge. Yeah, a lot of veterans will not see it again. Yeah. I think it was. It might be a little bit cliche, but I, I think as you watch the game from start to finish, you could see their confidence just build throughout the entire game. Yeah. I mean, they started out slow, like you might expect, but it, you, you could see it. You really could. They just kept. They kept getting better and better, and the, even their chances going forward seemed to improve. I mean, it was a it was a constant struggle to be fair, but they, you could see their confidence growing. Yeah. So looking ahead to the Gold Cup, what type of squad should they bring? Keep it young. The well, veterans I think should be done, or you know, as in, I'm not saying like I'm talking about older veterans. Of course, Pulisic's going to lead the team, right? I mean, but well, they're going to be four years old. They'll be four years older next time, Johnny. Well, we're, I said, I see. said, Gold Cup, there, buddy. Sorry, not World Cup. Sorry, so a year we, sw- from we now. switched it. A year from now, yeah. So the game that opens up oh, at Allianz Field next year. I think you. I think you stick with the young guys. Yeah, I mean, I say you go as young they, as possible. Yeah. I think I, maybe, I do agree. Yeah. With maybe a couple exceptions, I, I think Michael Bradley and Pulisic will be there. I, I, I John's going yeah. to go home now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think those two will be there. I yeah, think. you know, I think that they need to have a healthy balance. <laughs> I, I think, uh, you know, some people were upset that Bobby Wood was in this lineup because he's he's never really had that many caps, but he's still on the older edge of. Well, he was the senior man yesterday. Yes, I mean, he, I think he had the 50-some caps that kind of yeah. brought the overall average up. Exactly. But, and, you know, so I think I think you got to have the balance. As much as I do not like Michael Bradley, I agree he needs to be slowly phased out. I think you've got people like Jeff Cameron who need to be slowly phased out. Um, maybe Dempsey even Dempsey. Down? Well, I, Dempsey, that's a good point. That was an, They brought up the same question yesterday on the broadcast. Does he have his retirement game before the Gold Cup? Well, yeah, the, the question they brought up was, is he going to be stuck on 57 goals tied with Donovan? Right. I think it's 57 goals. Is he going to yeah. be stuck there? Is he going to get more opportunities to try and break that I record? I say not that's much. A, you know, the, the nice thing is, is I think the weak spot for the U.S. is the forward position. And by week, I mean, if you look overall at what we have as a team, I think that's the one position. Obviously, you have players like Pulisic who can come out of the midfield in a very attacking role and and do that. But I, I have a feeling we're going to see the veterans like Wood and Dempsey maybe even uh, next year at the Gold Cup because that that position is kind of... In flux with us, uh, so I think he'll. I think he'll get the shot for sure. In a friendly, but I think, I think he'll get a shot competitively. Does he start? No, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I. I mean, so I think like what what we saw yesterday is important, bringing the young guys in. But I think I think the, if the U.S. is smart, and, and I'm sure they are, that they're, they're gonna tr- they're gonna put a lot of importance, I think, on the Gold Cup next year. I think it's very important. 
I, I hope so. And then, and then after that, then after that, as they get into the World Cup run-up for the next three years, after that, four qualifying years after that. starts in a year already. Well, after a year after, yeah. yes. I think starts they, right after the Gold Cup. Yes, they might shift gears again after the Gold Cup, but I think they're going to put their a, a relatively experienced lineup in that tournament. Yeah. Time will tell, I guess. But the Gold Cup, the Gold Cup is the chance to kind of show off. American soccer guys. I mean, they want a good showing, but they want to show the fans that they actually have some young guys coming up who are going to do something in four years at the next World Cup. So the showing at the Gold Cup is going to be very, very crucial to what happens in the World Cup in four years. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. And it'll be a momentum builder, hopefully. You know, you know, one thing I one thing exactly. I like. One thing I like about the Gold Cup is the fact that you know you have the pool play. You know, you have several games in the pool play. And then the yep. team has the opportunity to bring up, I'm not sure on the you exact like numbers, that? but it's at least two or three guys that they can bring up. You can change your team yes. in the knockout stage. So yeah, they might. That's one thing I yep. don't like about it. They might stay young early, but then when it, they get into the knockout stage, then they're going to put their best lineup out there to win those games. But if I don't like that about that tournament. Why don't you like You it? should stick with who you play. If they got you that far, stick with it. I just, I mean, that's just me. Oh, thanks, guys. You got us this far. You're going to go back home, and we're going to let Dempsey well, no, finish I, it off. But I think the best thing for them to do, Johnny, would be they get through that, the, the first kind of the group stage there, and if there's guys on the bench who aren't playing very well, you bring guys in who could potentially come into your lineup after, you know, at, at the last part of the game to score a goal or two. You know what I mean? I don't think you're sending home. I don't think you're sending home guys who will help you get through the group stage. I think you're sending home guys who are kind of down your bench who aren't playing very much. You know, just kind of change it up a little bit. Just to have different. I depth. think that's what I would do if I was a coach. Yeah, I think I don't know. We got a little fired up there about the Gold Cup, but I think there I think there's good I think there's good reason to because the first game I believe well it's is not that, necessarily the first game but I believe you know the first matches. For the U.S. For the U.S. are going to be at Allianz Field, and that's exciting. Which boy, I drive by that thing. I drive by that thing twice a day, guys, and they're putting the wrap on it now. They're enclosing it. Right. It's can't wait to see the lights. Yeah, they've done a test already. I heard speaker tests. They did a a light test too. I didn't see the lights. Uh, I saw a picture. Somebody posted one on Twitter. Just they just did a wrap. I don't know how the lights are set up, okay. but they were just uh, horizontal lines. Right. Yeah, because the wrap isn't even half over it yet. It's just yeah. on the back side by 94, and it's a very small amount. It's taken them a lot of time to put that wrap on. Yeah. But it's well, a mini Allianz in Munich. It does look really cool. It's uh, it's supposed to be... The stadium's supposed to be uh, observationally complete by end of September. Okay. So grass is mm-hmm. what yeah. I was told. So. And your sources are pretty good. Usually. Yes. <laughs> I, that's what I heard when I picked my tickets. Okay. So, pit, so nice. It's going to look nice. Yeah, Dave's sources is Deep Throw. What's that? Did you know that? Dave uh, Sterling's source is Deep Throat. Do you know that? Deep Throat. Deep Throat. What? I, don't, I didn't want yeah. to repeat that out loud. <laughs> oh, jeez, you guys. Uh, sorry, well, way over your head. I'm sorry. That's the old Nixon... Deep throat. Uh, sorry. Oh, he went political on us. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks for yeah. clarifying yeah. it for the yeah. audience. <laughs> I, I should have known what you were I thought Julian would get that at least. I mean, shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Guys, well, I have to, I have just, to do a little side, sidebar here. Um, the family that I'm with, well, I'm with my wife, my two kids. I was going to say, what mom, family are you with? <laughs> her, well, you know, kind of like, remember like Clark Griswold in, uh, what was it, Vacation Races, I'm with the family, but it's not really mine. That's yeah. Um, but, no, I'm not doing that, but I got sister-in-law and her kid and her sister-in-law's friend and her kid. So it's seven females and myself. Okay. They have found me at, at the bowling alley. And oh. now I'm getting dirty looks from all of them. Uh-oh. Well, they're yeah. going to have to wait because uh-huh. we're about to jump into a pretty important topic. We are. What are we jumping into here? World Cup is about to jump on. We're going to do a final rundown. because Of each group and we're going to pick teams. If you want to run over if and you, tell them what you're doing, if I'm you sure they'd go, be fine Tony. Well, I'm okay for now. They just give me one dirty look. I think I'm okay for a little bit. But uh, oh, there's another one right there. That's G- Jesus. Tom you know, will put them in their place. Here's the, thing. here's the thing. I've been with them all... Well, uh, we got here yesterday. I've been with them the whole time. The only time I take time out to do anything is right now. <laughs> and I'm getting dirty looks. Like, well, come on, guys. Now, th- now, Tony, do you have your own hotel room? No, we're all in the same hotel room. It's a suite. Oh. So there's like three rooms in the suite. How are you dealing so, with the well, estrogen? With the what? With the estrogen. How do you deal with it? A lot of alcohol? It's a lot of drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I was very... If you guys had talked to me last night, I was very, very drunk last night. <laughs> Holy jeez. <laughs> we got up. We got out. We got here at like uh, 1 o'clock and um, went out to the outdoor pool right away and they have a... They have a bar up at the pool, uh, outside the pool, and uh, the deal is you get a big uh, Kalahari glass for 13 bucks, and you get it filled with beer, and then every time you get a refill, it's 6 bucks. Sounds like a heck of so a I deal. I got that. <laughs> pretty for out there. I, well, yeah, I got that, and I they were all swimming, and I was like, I'm not going swimming. I'm just going to, you know, drink beer, and I had about five beers there, and then we came indoors to the arcade, and I drank more. And by the end of the night, I was that was okay. Cold. The real question I is: the real question is, how much did he drop in the arcade? Yeah, I dropped a lot in the arcade. <laughs> it's like Dave Buster's here. I mean, it is. Well, they sell ticket stuff, you know. And you know, I'm, I'm addicted to Dave Buster's, right? Yes. Well, not really, since they they screwed me on twenty thousand tickets. But um, the deal is, it, they have all those arcade games here, just like Dave Buster's. Of course, I'm there playing all those games. And then they have like virtual reality stuff, and we have little wristbands for that, and all those. It's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. It's like I said, in my, I put this post on Facebook last year when we came here. It's like Las Vegas for kids. I swear. And to it God, sounds like you're a here. big kid, Tony. I'm a huge kid, man. You know I know, that. I know you are, buddy. Yeah, it sounds sounds like a blast. Yeah. I heard I heard there's water slides there. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Wow. This is the water slide capital of the world. Wow. Oh, the world. The world's a pretty big place. Well, Wisconsin I know, but does that's things the big. Thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, they were, uh, I was watching the Twins game on, I think it was Friday or Thursday or Friday night, and they uh, they actually had an advertisement for specifically the Kalahari out there. Yeah, they, they advertise a lot out here. It's like, you know, if there's one place, if you go out to TripAdvisor, which I don't know if you guys know about that website, but they kind of give you breakdowns of everything that happens, you know, I mean, with ratings and stuff. Uh, Kalahari is the highest rated uh, resort in Wisconsin Dells. Um, the other ones aren't rated very well. I think they're kind of crap. But well, here's the thing. You know, 
personally, I've gone to Wilderness once, and I thought it was great. Yeah. So. Wilderness is a good one too. I mean, they're they're both they're both neck and neck. Okay. Yeah. So we're I can say today for the magic quest. Okay. Having grown up in Wisconsin, spent my yeah. first twenty five years in Wisconsin. I have never, at any time, been in Wisconsin Dells. Which it doesn't I mean, shock me. I mean, outside of a gas station, I've never been in Wisconsin Dells. Are you crazy? I'd honestly, Tony, I don't think it's that surprising. I mean, for them, it's in their own back door. I mean, the yeah. Wisconsin Dell attracts Minneapolis and Chicago, and that's a good a number. Yeah. When I was there last year, when I went to Mount Olympus and we camped at Jellystone, everybody in that campsite was actually 80% from Illinois and the rest from Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't well. surprise me because there's a lot more stuff than a tourist trap for the Wisconsin people to go to in their own backyard. Well, I guess you're right, yeah. So, they all go to Minnesota, they get them all weird. I mean, they got Hayward, the fish museum. Why would they go there? Exactly. Yeah, Hayward, <laughs> Who doesn't yeah, want to go to a big musky? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, we don't want to get you in trouble, so you're going to stay or you're going to sit here for this last segment? Or what are we, what are we doing next? Um, yeah, you we, can... Are we talking about World Cup? Just, we're, we're going to pick the pick our teams that we think are going to advance in the groups and then who we think is going to win it. If you want to, like, just pick your oh, winner, geez. you know. That'd be good. Well, I'm. It, for me, it's it's down to. Well, Italy I, and I, it's down to. Well, Italy's one point six percent chance, of course. Um, no, I'm gonna go with. It's kind of, for me. It's down to like Brazil. Or um, Brazil or Mexico, one of those two. So and I know so, Dave. So Mexico. Mexico okay, I'll keep my. So mind. never, yeah. never mind how the brackets shape up, and I know you don't have that in front of you. So, so what would be your final yeah. game if you picked any two teams in a final? In a final? Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that it's. I'm hoping it's Germany Brazil. I don't know if that can happen. It depends it on it. It all depends, Tony, on what yeah. it. This is why we, what we should have done is we should have each taken a tree and have done picked our two teams and saying this team's one this team's two and we should have done a bracket yeah. which we should have yeah, done well, but okay, it's, hold on. No, it's too late for that obviously world cup starts when saturday right thursday thursday first game is thursday. Oh, russia is really thursday? Thursday. thursday morning russia is the first game and there's only one game opening day yeah it's, okay it's the russia saudi well, i believe or shoot. egypt one of those two this was poor planning on our part it really was so we should have done a bracket Soviet. Yeah, we should have a bracket. Oh, we got yes. Mm-hmm. The USSR is opening up the match in yeah. the World Cup. Okay, it's the same, same thing. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Brazil. Brazil's my favorite. Um, Mexico's my dark horse. Uh, I, I just think that Mexico is kind of has North America behind them right now, so. Everybody's cheering for them because the United States is not in it. I don't so. think true hardcore U.S. fans no. are cheering for that team whatsoever. No, I know we friendlies don't I, mean much, um, but just so you know, I, Mexico lost two to nothing to I believe Denmark last night in their final tune-up. Just so you know, it's a, hey, it's a bad loss. That is a, it's a tune-up. Denmark's a good team, but bad loss. Yeah, it is a tune-up. But I like that. I like that Mexico pick. I do. I could see them. Yeah, I think I said that in a previous pod that. I like I like the uh, money on that one. Mm-hmm. So exactly. See, there is real no, I don't know. There's no group of death. At all. I I looked at these again last right. night. I'm like I don't see anything. So we're gonna. S- 
I think my so. Okay. Are we gonna start going from group then? We'll do groups. So Tony, if you want to take off, are you taking uh, Brazil then, Tony? Yeah, guys, I gotta, I gotta get out of here now. I got all the little girls okay. looking at me and waving. Well, now it's different that the that the kids are looking at you. That's different. Yeah. That's all right. It. So, anyways, uh, guys, been fun. Uh, enjoy the rest of the podcast. Uh, anybody listening out there, I will be return to the next podcast in two weeks. But uh, you guys take it easy, and we'll uh, talk to you later. See you, Tone. Right, take it easy. Have fun. Right. Stay safe. Will do. All right. So, the groups. So, group A, who do you It's almost all. This is a good one. So, so we got Russia, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Uruguay. I mean, I'm taking Russia and Uruguay. I second that. I think. I don't see any... It would be great to see the other teams, but... That's a safe safe bet there. I think, yes, uh, is it, I'm sorry, Salah... From Egypt, he's out at least the first. Yeah, he is. I think out for at least one, at least two of the games. So that, that was an injury or card injury. But I, oh, I was about to say if it was card. It's all okay. I think Egypt coming out of that group would be fun, but I, I don't. It, yeah, I can't go against Russia or. Like, well, you could go against Russia. I won't. So, but it's got to be those two. So we're in we're in uh, agreement there, and we probably yes. will be for a lot of the groups. Yes, once, I would assume. I mean, it's okay. So group B, B, I would personally like to pick Iran. <laughs> I mean, I mean, why not? It would be good for political balance. So we've but, got Portugal, yeah. Spain, Morocco, and Iran. It's a laugher of a group. It's Portugal and Spain. Yes, I. Yeah. I mean, we all concur. <laughs> nope. I suppose Morocco might shock someone in a game or two, but no one's. It's those two. You can't make yeah. a case for anybody else. No, I do agree. That, that's a quick one. So Group okay. C now we're all gonna we're getting a little better here because we've yeah. got France, Australia, Peru, and Denmark. This is a good group. Okay, Team One obviously is France. Yeah, yeah. Then I know who I've got second coming out of this group. I have Peru. I like it. And they're on. I'm going Denmark. I'm I'm going Denmark as well. Okay, okay so going Denmark. There we go. I'm but gonna, I, I'm I rate these the Peru. The Peru is a pretty good pick. I got Peru. Is Cahill on that team for Australia anymore? He would be. Yeah. I think but he is. That's, he all, is, that's yeah. all it is, right? And he's old. Yeah. yeah. And they, they made a good point. Like that, they they kind of made the case that France actually lined up USA as their final tune-up because Australia could be a lot like a young USA team playing, you know, playing back, playing that five-man back line. So that's probably yeah, why they picked that tune-up. So, all right. Um, so at least we got one outlier there with Peru. Okay, that's of course got to be Next me. group up is group D with Argentina, Iceland, Croatia and Nigeria. You know, the it's another one. The underdog in me wants to pick Iceland. Mhm. I I don't think they're going to do well, it. Well, I would love to see Iceland get out of there. Yeah. But no. I think it'll be Argentina and Croatia. I do too. I second it. I'm going to I'm going to be the outlier and for date for only the reason that Dave mentioned, I'm going to pick Iceland, just the underdog. Okay. Next up is Group E, and we've got the mighty Brazil, Switzerland, which Dave is representing today with his jersey, Costa Rica, and Serbia. Okay. Now that you got the darlings of Group E, being Costa Rica, who made it quite far than the last cycle. My pick, well, obviously all of us, Brazil. Yes. Yeah. I'm saying Costa Rica. I'm going to second you on that. I'm John. saying Costa Rica. Sorry, Mister Sterling. 
and it's not just to uh, upset you. Hop spiced. Goes with your lind. Mm -hmm. That wasn't a surprise. I, that wasn't. I, I just don't know where that came from, but <laughs> you know, and it, I really want, I really want to go with Costa Rica because, I mean, both Minnesota has two Somebody players, Costa that's, Rica and and Venegas, and I he's think alone, that's but. why I am am picking them. And and with Switzerland, you have Thiessen. Thiessen. Jaka is probably their oh. big guy. Honestly, don't ask me. It's, Okay. The roster of that team. Shock <laughs> <Okay>. is <laughs> <laughs> the only one that I ever know. I I mean they they do have a pretty decent decent roster and they they did well in qualifying. But between Costa Rica and Switzerland, it's going to be really close. I think I think Costa Rica, unlike what Tony says, I think Costa Rica is the strongest of our federation. I don't think Mexico is as strong as Costa Rica. Yeah, that. Took me away by surprise with his Mexico comment. Yeah, I, I like so. So we are so we yeah we're split on that one yeah and then Group F we've got Germany, Mexico, Sweden, and South Korea. John, I'll let you start with this one. Both teams are just the one for now. Well, I guess okay. Start with start with give us both teams. We'll just just for the listeners. John is representing Germany with his jersey, <laughs> as well. Oh, hey. Deutschland die Mannschaft. Uh, translation, please. <laughs> Germany. Okay. That that's one. And it's I a little tough. And no, I've been eyeing this group out. I don't even think Tony's team that's making it to the final is getting out of this group. Okay. Sweden is my second team out of this group. I I can certainly see it going that um, way. I just don't see Mexico plays the U.S. How many times? You know, I just don't see Mexico getting out of the group. I really don't. And I'm not doing that just uh it was a it's not even a toss up for me for the two almost. It might just be Sweden and Germany are out pretty easily in that group. That's fair. I, I mean and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. This is what's fun about it. Yeah. I, I'm you gonna know, but Germany yes for sure and I'm going Sweden. Well I'm gonna agree with you with Germany. I think they get out of the group. Easily and uh, Mexico. I'm going to pick Mexico though, ahead of Sweden. And I think that first game a week from Germany's first game a week from today, today. Mexico Germany. That could be a good one. Ten o'clock. I'm doing Germany Mexico. Okay. okay. So another outlier with Sweden. But... Group G. Belgium, Panama, Tunisia, and England. It's almost a uh, easy one again. I would say okay. Belgium and England. Um, Can't Bel okay. Who goes first Can't and second though out of that? Uh, Belgium is first. England second. Agreed. I'm going to have to agree on that. Yeah. All right. Well, good. We're all in agreement in Group G. Group H. In Group H. This is kind of a silly group. We've got Poland, Senegal, Colombia, and Japan. I got Poland and Colombia. Yeah. I mean, that's, Poland, Colombia. There's just no real group that really makes you think. I guess with me picking Sweden, that's. I don't know. Maybe Costa Rica might pick too, but. Yeah, this is that. This is that tough group, because it's. It technically no could be one's the, really. I mean, Poland's kind of the. The. Yes. What you think is a guarantee, but the other three is kind of. Could um, you call that the group of death, even though they're not real powerhouses? 
in a different group of confusion. Group of confusion, <laughs> yes. Not like I mean, oh my, yeah, the you don't have Brazil, Argentina, yeah. Spain, and yeah. but I think Colombia, Colombia could be pretty strong in that group. They knocked off France in the in, in a friendly. I know it's just a friendly, but and it could be it could surprise somebody. I think Colombia wins that group. Okay, I'm I say I'm gonna get a lot of disagreement. I there, you know? I say Poland in that wins the group. I mean, who? Um, Brazil. I say. I say oh. I'm saying all top teams on the list who are the leaders of the pot get the number one out. Yeah, I think I'd say Poland too. I mean, Lewandowski has a lot to prove. This is last year, maybe. Most likely. So, yeah. So, games start Thursday. One of them, apparently, just one game. One and then I'll be. We uh, we Americans don't get to take a break because Major League Soccer doesn't believe in taking breaks for a World Cup. Well, when your last when your MLS Cup game is the second week of December. You can't really yeah. take a break. Well, it seems like do they take like a they take a, a short break because it seems like there is a, a little a week or two beginning you know now and I think that's a just a weird it's just a weird scheduling situation I think. So it's Russia Saudi Arabia plays at ten o'clock our time Thursday, one match, and that starts it off. Yeah. Cool. All right, for the record, though, I guess it's, it's we can't exactly look at a bracket, but I guess we can pick a team or two. We, we should pick two teams that in a theoretical final, whether it could be a possibly possible or not, maybe what we're thinking. I, I suppose we can. I mean, I guess we could, like you said, guess. That's all we could Just guess a final. Because, you know, a winner, one and two goes to the different exactly. sides of the group. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, so if you had a final, what would your final Theoretically. be, John? Obviously Germany. It would be Germany, yes. I'm just trying to not get as hyper about it now because it's pretty close. Now the way, so be, sorry to interrupt. Before we go any further, you got Germany, of course, in your final. We'll figure out who else next. But is it possible where, let's say, Mexico, Germany, for example, could they be on opposite sides of the bracket, or are they guaranteed to be on nope. the same? No, side? they can. It all depends. It, it all depends on how they come out of their group. Okay. So Germany, and you guys want one team. Yeah, I mean, if you could have just any any dream bracket, dream final, I mean. it's going to be an all European. I would actually. I'm worried about Spain again for some reason. Lately, I don't know. The Furia Roja. Spain has worried me. I mean, France has worried me again because I've been looking more at the whole field since the last couple weeks. Not just the one team, and yeah, it's just. I say Germany, and I'll say two against, if it's possible. It would say Spain and France. Okay. I would say one of them, too, and if I had to roll the dice and pick one for sure, I would say Spain. What do you do? So you just did. Okay. Spain, Spain and Germany. Okay. Yes. I don't know if... I don't know. I don't... I. Tony's a good buddy, but I don't think Mexico is going to even get close. But yet, my FIFA simulation has... Germany beating Mexico in the final. That was simulation. I did not play it. Uh, you know, I guess I would say... I mean, my dream final would be Switzerland, and I don't really give a shit. <laughs> so, um, I think my logical pick 
would be... I would go with Germany and England. I think that would be a phenomenal final. That would be fun. That would be fun. I, yeah. yeah. That would be my... That would be... With mm. Germany losing, of course. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't care. You just want to see it. Yeah. Because it would make headlines. Yeah. And I'm English and German, so I don't, mm. I don't care. That would be fun. I think that would be a nice dream matchup. Although, I think the matchup I'm going to go with, I think... It's a tough one. I, it's, I'm struggling with this, but I, I think I'm gonna. I am gonna go Spain. I think I'm gonna go Spain and Belgium. Mm-hmm. Little that'd be a good one. Little outlier. Be a good one. But Spain and Belgium. Okay, so who's everybody's dark horses then? I would say dark horse is anyone that's not a one seed. Yeah. I that I have Sweden going out. No. Yeah, that I have Sweden going out. I guess I would stick with them because Mark. I think people assume Mexico and Germany are gonna be out of that group. I, I don't know. So you think Sweden would be a dark horse for winning? It all? Or then it would be Costa Rica then. I, I don't know. I, I mean, mean I would call Sweden, like, Sweden would be a dark horse. That's I would say dark horse. I would say yeah. Any if you're I mean, not the number one team in your group, that we'll call so that. So I dark mean, because horse. I think. What do you think? Am I wrong here when I think most people think Mexico and Germany are out of that group? And right. I don't. And I. I mean, hell, Tony thinks oh, Mexico's going to the final. I honestly think Sweden might be my dark horse. That is, if it's where they ranked. I mean, FIFA rankings we know are shit. Right, they don't, yeah, mean, they don't mean anything. No, I, I, mean, I, I, I so. say Sweden. No I guess. I mean, obviously, you guys do see that I favor European teams when it comes to this. Well, honestly, the Latin American teams. The only strong one, in my opinion, is Brazil. All of the other ones are kind of, you know, you could see them maybe doing something, making a few waves, but I don't think there's any. I don't. I mean, I don't even think Argentina really. I wouldn't pick them to win it. I just no. I honestly think they are. They're an older club, aren't they? These days, I honestly don't think they're these power horse teams. And I'll even say this about the Mannschaft. The groups are pretty easy this year. I mean, that's why some of these, I don't know. I honestly don't. It's going to be interesting. Knockout stages is going to be interesting because that's what we're all looking at now. Right. Yeah. I'm going to go Columbia. Dark Horse. That's, that's Dark Horse. Now, knowing my luck, they'll be playing Germany in the round of 16. <laughs> so, I mean, I think the, the based on the odds that we went through the last episode. I would say the dark horse is going to end up being Italy. Belgium. Because even though Belgium... <laughs> well, they had a 1.6. Well, I, picked them, up. I picked them in my final, so I guess I'm just going... I'm just a dark th- horse. <laughs> All the way. Because uh, even though they're one seed, I just don't think... Based on odds, I don't think that they're considered a oh, top team. They're not in the top five. So... so when on paper, I think they're one of the best teams in Europe. But I, I just think they have the best chance. Now, obviously, I said anybody other than a one seed. And, of course, the next one that I would say would be Costa Rica, but I don't think they're even going to make it out of the group. So I'd like to see them come out of the group. If they do, yeah, well, you do. Then yeah, if they I, do, you know, you know it's not coming out. I, I think right. I think <laughs> you're going to have to try again on that. Belgium is the sixth favorite, according to Bovada. Has that been so, updated, Dave? 
Can you give us the top five? This is live. This is live, yeah. Can you give us the top five? Yeah, the top five. So Belgium is not, cannot be qualified as a dark horse, I'm sorry. So here's the top five. Brazil is your new favorite, plus 450, followed by Germany at 475. So Brazil, Germany, Spain, France, Argentina, fifth, Belgium, sixth, England, Uruguay, Portugal, Croatia, Colombia. Where's Sweden? Sweden would be after Russia, Poland, Denmark, okay. Mexico, Switzerland, Senegal. So Sweden is down there. They are, they're like the. So um, that's a sixteenth or seventeenth. That's a good dark horse. Though. That's Sweden that's qualifies. That's a good dark horse. Yeah. Yes. Sweden qual. Colombia actually is a little higher than I thought, as they're the eleventh favorite. So actually, I thought Colombia was lower on that list, but since it's not top ten, Colombia qualifies and Sweden qualifies, but Belgium does not. So you got to give us one more dark horse. Well, so I guess I would say. I, I mean, I would say, based on my picks to come out of the groups, mm. I would say Switzerland's my dark horse. That would definitely qualify. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm biased, but at the same time, I think... Well, it's okay to be biased, trust yeah. me. I've been there a few times. I mean, if I would say in that group, if Costa Rica came out, they'd be my dark horse. Yeah. I Maybe I'm just being a homer to that team because of who we have on it. Maybe that's what has drawn my attention to them. I'm going to pay attention to them more than I ever have. Well, you know, I think the the cool thing um, about them being in our region is we get to kind of, well, you don't pay a hell of a lot of attention to our region. No. But. <laughs> I don't. Oh, did we have any questions on uh, odds of group winners? Like, are we unsure of a couple groups? We can go back real quickly and I can yeah, just give actually, you the odds um, of group a group H. winner. Group H. Yep, still, yeah, H is that weird? Confused. One. Yeah, so here's Group H. The odds of winning that group. Colombia is the favorite at plus 120. So not a not a huge, not huge, but Colombia followed by Poland, okay. Senegal, and Japan is last. I mean, that's kind of how I guess I would. Yeah. Well, no, I would pick Poland first. I have Poland first, Poland first too. Yeah. The, but to be fair, they're relatively close. Yeah. On compare that to a group like Germany, they're minus 300. That's a huge favorite. Your next favorite, of course. Well, I shouldn't say of course, but it is Mexico, and but I not have. by much. Sweden's right so, there at 750. Because, like I said, I think too many people just see Mexico play in the U.S. too many times, and they that. think they're that good of a powerhouse. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Only time will tell. Well, we yeah, you know, I think a lot of Americans, you're right, are, are a little bit, they have a skewed vision of Mexico because they, we've seen them beat the yes, U.S. many times, and it's now, a rival, our biggest rival, international yeah. rivalry. They play, hell, at least one or two friendlies a year, and then the Gold Cup if they meet there. So, yeah, I, yep. I honestly think it's just, and that's what maybe Tony was thinking, yeah, because of our issues. I'm like, I no, I personally don't think that Mexico, if they get out of the group, they're not going to win the damn thing by right. any means. So Here's an interesting one. Group Going back to Group E with Brazil, obviously we all agreed that Brazil was going to come out of there, but Switzerland is your second favorite. Serbia is your third favorite. Look at Costa, Costa Rica, Rica is a massive, massive underdog to come out of that group What's at the their, moment. They're awesome. It's plus two twenty five hundred compared to Switzerland. Shit. Switzerland is plus six fifty. I'm and still, Serbia is plus seven hundred. I'm still sticking with what I said though. I'm not going to switch anything because the odds makers. I honestly, it is what it is. If not, everybody's going to pick the same that's teams. That's shocking. And it's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> You should put a ten dollar bet on mm-hmm. Costa Rica winning at all. To Vegas, just ten bucks. What would that, what would we, that pay up? After the podcast ends, we can do it here. Um, Costa Rica. <laughs> I, I didn't say that out. Loud. <laughs> so, 
Costa Rica, $10 bet on Costa Rica to win the World Cup would pay you $5,000. That might be worth it. That's it might be good. worth it. Dave, do you have <laughs> pretty good return? Yeah. An online account somewhere for me? I do. Yes. Okay. Pretty soon we can all bet here. <laughs> we won't do it on the podcast. No. We're well, going to go to Vegas. We actually we won't do it at all. Yes. We don't need any <laughs> any record. I'm going to go to Vegas this next weekend and make these bets for us, guys. Yes. All right. Then here's my ten dollars for right, you I'll to go do that. With me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so so uh, staying on the national team front. And slightly World Cup up. What about Hope Solo's comments this weekend regarding initially it was reported that she said she didn't want the U.S. to have the World Cup. Then it was, oh, well, I want conditions that FIFA should put in place to have the U.S. have the World Cup. I personally think, based on who she is, which, by the way, Phenomenal goalkeeper. Very good goalkeeper. However, shit attitude. Because she's not a nice person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. and it, you know, she she's still pissed because she got kicked off the team. Yes. She got kicked off the team because she, you know, allegedly beat up her is it boyfriend or husband? Husband. Boyfriend. And boyfriend. Husband. It's husband now. It's, okay. may have been oh, boyfriend. he married her after Wait, Jer- Jeremy really? Stevens. He's oh, they got married after the alleged incident. That's. I guess he loved her. So, for the record, I don't know. They're married now. Is okay. all I can tell. <laughs> I, I I probably wouldn't have gotten. Oh, uh, you know, I, I think it has a lot to. I mean, she's had drinking issues. She's I oh, believe yes. she's had cocaine issues. Yes, she had a lot of issues. And all over uh, the then place. she has the alleged domestic abuse incident. She got kicked off the team. Then, you know, she had this vendetta out against USSF. Yep. She ran for president, and she got just walloped. She was the very last candidate at 1.4%, I believe it was. And I I have a feeling that a lot of these comments have more to do with her pissed off at USSF. Yes, I mean, what is FIFA actually going to look at and say, Oh, give us your conditions. We'll make sure they're met. I mean, no. And it's, you know what, and here's the thing. Does she not want the sport to grow in this country for the younger generation? Because if you think about it, that's all it would do. You guys have talked about it before I even jumped onto this thing. Yes, it would be huge, you know, and if you, she's just being selfish to herself because the end of her career went shit. Yeah. Right. I, mean, I, yeah. I agree. I, I just mean, think if you, her, I mean, I don't think her, her if she wants specifically U.S. soccer to improve. I'm not, let's, I think we can all agree there's areas that it probably should improve on. Oh, yeah. But, but if you want it to improve in general, hosting a World Cup is not going to hurt. Right. It's going to help, and they can still work on the and, and, you know, and with that said, her comments that she made, I agree with a lot of her points. Um, there are a lot of reforms that are necessary in U.S. soccer. But, yeah, take you know, take taking the World Cup away from us. Obviously, we don't have it yet, but taking advocating for it not to be with us, I don't see that benefiting the situation at all. No. Yeah. Okay. So she's pro, pro, pro rel. She's pro open system in general. Mm-hmm. She hates MLS. She hates United Marketing, Soccer United Marketing. Um, she hates the connections that MLS and some have with the board of USSF. I get all those things. I mean, those those little 
lack of transparency, conf potential conflict of interest issues pose a threat to the growth of soccer. Yeah. The lack of development that we've had poses a threat to the growth of the game. At the same time, I think a lot of it goes back to I was kicked off the team. The the equal pay issue, which I'm not saying there isn't merit there. Mm -hmm. Um but I think a lot of it goes back to personal issues. Oh, it does. And it's... I don't see how taking the World Cup away benefits any of her issues at all. I mean, I just don't. It's just if I can't have it, you can't have it. Right. It's how the way the world works nowadays for some. And yeah. what do you do? And then by the time you record the next podcast, uh, that announcement will be made regarding the at yes. least whether or not the U.S. bid has been accepted or rejected. Do they announce it in Russia? Or do they do it in Belgium? It's this the, week. It's this week. Oh, I, I, they I feel don't, like it's the same day, isn't it? So there's two thing. bids. What is so, it? Is it Morocco? Morocco and, and US. US. Which Morocco well, took a hit from what I heard. Their, their they grading came hit. in and it was yeah. terrible. Yes. It, it's, it doesn't have to be either but or. But does that mean anything when it can be, has it? Well, yeah. And that's going to be a Winter World Cup, isn't it? Yes. Champion final, the last game is the scheduled December eighteenth on my birthday, but I was just saying that Morocco. It doesn't. It doesn't, birthday. it doesn't have to be Morocco or U.S. It could be neither, right. and mm -hmm. they could just go back to the drawing board. But we'll know something soon. I mean, I have a feeling, FIFA being who they are, wants it in a place that's going to attract money. And if you have your two bids, honestly, they could go back to the drawing table, but I think they're going to take one of these two bids. Of the two bids, you just had it in Africa. I mean, what, eight years ago now. It's in Europe. And it's the U.S., Mexico, Canada have the infrastructure in place. Yeah. They don't have to do really anything. No. So the logical... Remodel, but yeah. you don't have to build brand new. Yeah, you know, it's, it's going to benefit with a massive TV audience... Americans always watch the World Cup. I mean, even non-soccer fans watch the World Cup. It, it's just going to be... I think it's going to be interesting to see how they do the automatic bids. I was just going to bring that up. Because, would it be Mexico, Canada, So do Canada, all three US? get in automatically? That's a good question. They would have to. I, I, I bet that's part of the deal. And then there you go. Who else can make it? So what? It'll be like Honduras and Costa Rica and Fight. Panama fighting it out to see yeah. who gets in the last bid. I, they would have to. That's just how it goes. Do you, I guess. not the beat and dead, so I guess we haven't talked about it. Do you guys agree or disagree when they got rid of the champion automatically getting in? I don't think I, I think I like it. Because. Like them having to work their way back in? Yeah. Okay. Because, I, you know, the, you look at other tournaments in Europe, specifically Champions League. Uh, 2012 is the big one that comes to mind when Chelsea finished outside of the, outside of, I think they were, were they in sixth, I think, fifth? They won Champions League, so they got to go back in automatically and screwed out, screwed over somebody else because they were outside of the four that get in to begin okay. with. So, so for me, I like it. And also Champions League changed how they do that too. So uh, I think I can see the argument to have the champion back in automatically but I think it makes sense. It's just yeah, I don't think it's a it. bad idea that they have to work their way back in. I'm not I'm okay with it. 
I mean, and usually, if you win the World Cup, you're probably going to get back in. Probably. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I think because it's a four-year cycle, I think it's 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 more fair that yeah. you have to earn your way back in. Now, I get you know a year-to-year thing like the Champions League that you, there's a higher probability that if you made it one year and won it that year, your odds of getting back are quite high. Yeah. But with a World Cup, you know, it's four years. If you're an old senior team, you know, and you could be totally different the next right. cycle. And yeah. That, yeah, very good That's point. True. Very good point. Just like it did with Spain after they went back to back with the World Cup Euro, or which way did it go? They got old and they fell fast. Yeah, yeah. That, they got in, but they didn't make it out of the knockout stage that next year. So, well, it's World Cup week. It is. And so coming up, we have. Uh, we're off to uh, Colorado on the 23rd. Yes, we are. And the, the only that we had the U.S. Open Cup in Houston on the yes. 18th ahead of that game. Yeah. But. And then they turn around and play a Friday match here already. Against yes. Dallas. Which is yes. going to be incredibly difficult. And, yes, I have your ticket. Okay. Difficult? The match itself? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> the match okay. itself is going to be awful. Okay. Again, that's one of those I have very little faith that we're going to win. And it's really that that Dallas game on Friday. Then that leads us into the uh, the run of what six game or away games, four or five games in a span. That whole month we're gone, basically, except one match. Well, and it's every four games, every four days. Basically, yeah. Yeah. With if you include that friendly, you got a game on the 29th, a game on July 4th, the 7th, the friendly on the 11th, and another game. See that friendly on the 14th. I'm probably gonna put my tickets up for sale. I don't think I'm yeah. going. It's just too much. It is too much. So, all but, right. Yeah, it's a it's a long stretch of long stretch of games coming up. Uh, you know, Colorado's obviously the most winnable of them. As as we said at the beginning, I have little faith in us winning most of those games. Um, Colorado, I just think we play terribly on the road. And Colorado is desperate at this point. I envision Sam Nicholson scoring against us. Um, in of, the game, of course. In the game last night, uh, he was easily the best player for Colorado. And that didn't say a lot because they looked bad. Did but, they? Um, you know, I think Dallas is going to be exceptionally difficult. Playing at Houston is going to be difficult. Compare Dallas to last year. Uh, so they're about the same as last year. Dallas's game was good last we, year. We played very well last year. Uh, we lost two zero. Who did we beat at home? Because I took my kids to that well, game. Well, we we beat Dallas at home. I think we beat Dallas at home. Shuttleworth had an awesome PK save. So yeah, so you remember this year? No, last year. Oh yeah, last year. Because we lost at Dallas 2-0. Yeah. We played a phenomenal game, but we lost. But we did beat them here, though, last year, yeah. didn't we? It was like 4-1. We, bo- we beat both them and Houston here. Yes, it was like 4-1 last year, and I mean, Bobby had an awesome PK save, and yeah. all the goals were scored on my end, basically, except one. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah I want to speak, you know, speaking of the schedule, you know, considering we have Houston twice in the next, basically, three weeks, you know, being the U.S. Open Cup round of 16 and uh, MLS regular season game on the 7th. I wonder what the line how different will the lineups look for those games if at all maybe they won't look different. So the 7th. I would imagine uh Kelvo will be back. Oh, he could be. Yeah, cuz the 
final Unless world. they get... Unless they make perfect. it. And then, has the transfer window opened yet on the 7th? No. I don't think so yet. I can't remember when it opened. Is it the 31st? Is it the Maybe end? it's late. It yeah. might be the end of the month. Um, so, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I think we went with a 4-3-3 against FCC, kind of because of more out of necessity than anything. But maybe Adrian's kind of starting to think we need to rethink what we're doing. So we it could just be different. That those three weeks or whatever yeah, you said three weeks. Yep. Um I think that that could be interesting. I would see four three three again in the US Open Cup. I think that would make sense. Because well Mac Max will be back anyway because he doesn't that's right, the red card doesn't matter in that game. Yeah, not um, for that. But he looked good in a four three three. So I have a feeling Schuler will be back because he was just out for friendlies this week. So I could see that him putting a four three three with Max and Schuler. I would prefer Martin. It might be Ibsen. Uh, and then having Darwin back, but being with that compressed schedule, maybe Darwin won't play the U.S. Open sure. game. Do you play him? I don't know. Is it worth it? Yeah. I mean, it, when considering, it's probably the most likely chance we have of winning silverware, I would say yes. I love that point. I think that's yeah. a great point, and I think that's why they should put their best lineup out there for those yeah. games. You're in a tournament. Yeah. Round of 16, here's your chance. You know. And, you know, Houston might favor being a little bit weaker, so take advantage of it, put the strongest team out. I mean, who? what are the games surrounding that? So it's... So, yeah, so we have... So we came off our game, of course, on Wednesday. So it would be a week from this coming Monday on the 18th they played Houston. And then it would be the following Saturday they have an MLS game at Colorado. Okay. So you got the weakest team in the conference the following Saturday. I play a strong squad. I agree. I and and deal with the fact that we might be slow start in Colorado. Deal with the fact that you're, you're going to handle altitude and... It, yeah, and go for it. And you got a couple extra days. It's not like you're doing the Wednesday, Saturday. You have a Monday, Saturday, so it's a little bit more time. Yeah. Well, I think that's about it. Yeah, Tony right. just said good cast, guys. So he, All right. probably, he probably thought we were done. So we'll uh, check out, and we will have next podcast should be around the 24th, probably. See where our teams are. And that'll be post-Colorado and Houston U.S. Open games, so it'll be a good time. Uh, Other than that, that should be it. All right, right, that was the Lunacy Podcast, Episode 7. We're glad uh, Tony could join us all the way from the Dells, and, of course, John making it for his second in a row. We appreciate that. Yes, I tried. Thanks for starting a little late. We'll see you next time.